Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful From education to work, youth training and employment By Dr. Isa Hassan Al-Ansari, director of PMU, Prince Muhammad University How educational institutions and labor market institutions work to prepare and train a skilled workforce for future needs. Page 134. Although Germany's dual learning system is common and a large proportion of students are enrolled under the umbrella of the system, there are other educational and training tracks with students studying outside the framework of dual learning in specific programs up to two years, after which the student will receive only one degree from governmental, educational and training institutions without receiving a qualification from the professionals association related to specialization. But these programs are very few compared to programs that fall under the umbrella of dual learning. Students in colleges usually study outside the framework of dual learning when they are unable to get a contract with an institution or a company in the labor market. This is usually due to their scientific weakness. Students like these are admitted into these colleges outside the framework of dual learning and if they find a career opportunity they join afterwards in the framework of the of dual of the dual learning. The students may fail in the framework of dual learning and here the governmental educational or training institution does not abandon them, but such students are enrolled in courses that qualify them to a particular profession who cannot determine the fields they like. The institution works with the job market to find a suitable job for the students after graduation from the governmental educational or training institution. Students can work in the same company with which they signed a contract or go to another employer. They have a freedom of selection. Not only that, but the students can complete their studies if they want. Perhaps allowing students to complete their studies will encourage them to join the dual learning system and other tracks related to employment. This means that the system differs in its content from the sponsorship system, which obliges students after graduation to work for the employer with whom the contract was signed. This can be regarded as a kind of moral obligation for labor market institutions towards society. This, of course, was interpreted by the director of training at uh, Audi for at OD for automotive industry in an interview between him and the author during the field visit to Germany. This, of course, was interpreted by the director of training at OD for automotive industry in an interview between him and the author during the field visits to Germany. He stated that the company knew that uh, attracting German youth from governmental educational and training institutions would cost much less than the company establishing a training center of this size and provide it with the necessary human competencies. The company director says, quote, we considered 
we consider this matter a kind of moral commitment towards the society and we help educational institutions to alleviate the burden on them. The author believes that such a system, as we have explained, needs a conscious labor market in the educational and uh, training process. The author noted during uh, his uh, field visits to some facilities in Germany that these facilities appear to be educational and training institutions as a result of the many training programs carried out either individually or in partnership with governmental educational and training institutions. Through reviewing the dual learning system, we see that there is a strong and significant interest from the government in the issue of preparing and training the workforce and linking these efforts to the uh, employment of private sector institutions. One reason for this may be that Germany is a poor country in manufacturing raw materials, as it is a country that imports a very large proportion of its manufacturing raw materials from other countries. That is why Germany considered investing in its human capital and is interested in preparing and training manpower. But our comment on the dual learning system is that it gains its power from the cooperation of three parties, the labor market, the governmental training educational institutions and the, uh, the trainees themselves. When one of these pillars is disrupted, the entire educational or but our training process is, is disrupted. Is, is disrupted. The dual learning system is a precise system and needs great potential, especially in the labor market, so that students are trained on the latest technologies and also requires a conscious labor market in the educational and training process. Based on that, uh, the market will participate in this process, whether in the design or implementation of the curricula, or the assessment and evaluation of performance. In fact, the most important enterprises involved in this type of system are large and medium-sized, which possess great potential. The curricula for most education levels in Germany are designed and prepared in line with the participation of all beneficiaries of educational and training outputs in the country. In a view of the lack of literature that reveals the reality of curriculum design in Germany and are mostly in German, the author used the results of repeated field visits to Germany and uh, conducted uh, numerous interviews with specialists and professionals. He found that curricula in Germany are designed according to the following procedures. One, there is a federal authority located in Berlin which publishes a career classification guide containing 470 professions. The federal institution selects competencies from university professors and the labor market to determine the specifications of these professions on which to build educational and training programs. Two, the institution shall establish the general frame, framework for the curricula and is building on all governmental educational and training institutions. Three, a conference is held at the level of local ministers of education in all German states and discusses the frameworks as well as the vocational classification and are approved by the conference. Four, after the vocational classification is approved by the federal institution, after its discussion at the Conference of Local Ministers of Education, a draft, a draft law uh, is issued requiring all states to abide by these frameworks. Five, each state takes these general 
frameworks and outlines the detailed approaches that do not go beyond these frameworks and are coordinated between the ministries of local education and the labor market institutions in each state, which are then delivered to the educational institutions for implementation. This mechanism is almost universally agreed upon in the design and implementation of the curricula, but there are slight differences in some educational and training institutions in the executive procedures. For example, an institute, for example, an institute involves the advisory committee as often as needed in detailed curriculum matters. For example, an institute involves the advisory committee as often as needed in detailed curriculum matters. <coughs> in detailed curriculum matters. Uh, there are entities where the work of committee is restricted to the curriculum only. There is also a difference in how the problems and obstacles facing these educational institutions are addressed within the agreed overall framework. The federal institution in Berlin follows uh, uh, follows up labor market variables and notifies local ministries about these variables. These variables do not occur within short uh, periods of time because changes in public frameworks take a long time, especially if there is sufficient uh, flexibility of details in the local ministries. However, if the labor market needs variables, if, however, if the labor market needs variables are within the details of the detailed curriculum. This is easily changed in coordination with the labor market institutions and local education ministries according to simple procedures determined by governmental educational and training institutions. The author also discovered that the special method followed by the German school in the curriculum implementation does not depend on the method of transferring information to the student, but rather focus on teaching the students how to learn in the sense of teaching them the thinking methodology rather than providing them with information. The information is available, but the way to reflect on it and think about it and extract the conclusions from it is most important. On the other hand, the curriculum implementation policy is to instill the curriculum implementation policy is to instill the concept of self-learning among students by encouraging them to obtain and employ information to solve a problem. Most teaching methods are based on problem solving and not on the traditional mode of delivery although used, but only slightly. With regard to the ratio of theoretical education to practical training, there is no specific percentage, but theoretical education is complementary to practical training. The philosophy of learner-centered curriculum is applied. The issues and problems related to the students and their development is discussed, then translated into practical exercises where the student carries them out. This distinguishes the role of the uh, trainer or the teacher from the fact that that information is not to be a reference to the intellectual activity of the students and the extent to which they are dealing with continuous problems mainly from their surroundings. Uh, <coughs> I repeat this. Uh, this distinguishes the role of the 
trainer or the teacher from the fact that the information is not to be a reference to the intellectual activity of the students and the extent to which they are dealing with the continuous problems, mainly from their surroundings. The implementation of the curricula in this way has made, has made it possible has made it possible for the government's educational and training institutions and their classrooms to have a distinctive character. This was observed during the visit as these chapters were workshops for collective work in which students were divided into groups through which they worked as a unified working process to solve a particular problem. The role of the teacher or the trainer as an observer to the way, the way the students work and their way of thinking of the problem is limited to the way they, the students are working and their thinking methodology about uh, the problem. Uh, teachers do not intervene only the teachers do not intervene only if necessary. So uh, this type of education helps to develop the track of students' self-development. In summing up the dual education system and the highlighting its most important features, the author will state the most important features of the system. Let's start. One, the admission of applicants to this system depends on their levels in the placement test. They are distributed between the programs according to groups and their levels, regardless of their qualifications, even those who have not completed their education, such as who dropped out from different stages of education. This is based on the philosophy of partnership in the implementation of the educational and training process between educational and training institutions and labor market entities. Indeed, the German labor market makes an equally important contribution to the government's educational and training institutions. This, of course, requires a conscious labor market that is aware of the importance of education and training and also possesses advanced equipment and highly qualified trainees. Two, as a result of the participation, as a result of the participation of labor market, entities in the educational training process, this will reduce the burden on the absorptive capacity of these institutions and help them accept the largest numbers of applicants due to the presence of a large percentage of students in the labor market, especially if we know that the students uh, spend a longer period of time than the program at work sites. Three, there is a strong relationship between governmental education and training institutions and training centers in labor market establishments. Germany has comprehensive centers with training programs in support of educational programs. Four, social commitment from large labor market institutions towards training process has contributed significantly in alleviating the burden on government uh, education and training institutions. Five, education and training operations in Germany can be divided into the following basic types. School education, training in entities, dual learning between schools and entities, cooperative training, and higher education. Six, modalities and methods of building curricula may have a significant impact on education and training outcomes with a great flexibility in following up with the market variables. Even the general framework is subject to change. This flexibility has made education and training outputs responsive to cognitive and skill needs of the labor market through the participation of the labor market in the curricula implementation. 
Seven, joint advisory committees in some educational and training institutions play an important and active role and participate in the implementation of educational and training uh, processes. They are empowered to make changes in the exact, exact details of the curricula. The considerable role and importance of these com committees in strengthening, in strengthening the interrelationship between educational and training institutions and the labor market have been noted. Eight, curriculum implementation through modern methods and techniques. The last thing to depend on is the traditional mode of delivery as the reliance is entirely on the collective discussion method. A problem is discussed between a group of students working to solve solve it under the indirect supervision of the trainer. Nine, the nature of the programs available in the targeted education and training institutions generally takes several types of programs, including preparatory programs, which prepares the human workforce. These programs range from two years to three and a half years to tertiary level. Also, training programs that qualify for a specific profession according to the requirements of this profession in addition to the uh, to occupational training in some entities which qualifies for the needs of a specific job for a particular entity and finally training on a duty or what is sometimes called supplementary education which aims to develop the knowledge and in-service staff uh, skills. Ten. Despite the prestige of education and the training system in Germany, there are some major problems impeding the, the full implementation of the system. These constraints are standards of measurement as they remain a problem until now. The system also hinders some of uh, the coordination problems between the governmental educational and training institutions on the one hand and the labor market on the other hand in all elements of dual learning. 11. Employing modern technology in applied education, including computer studies. In these centers, education is primarily based on the use of PCs, computer-assisted learning, which will provide these centers with the purchase of consumables, especially in disciplines. <coughs> Three, two, from school to work, the United States school to work. Education and training in the U.S. are versatile and diverse. The American nation believes that citizens have the right to develop themselves to their fullest potential. It is therefore believed that every graduate in the school who is able and willing to teach and train is entitled to the opportunity to do so. This belief has led to the enrollment of large numbers of high school graduates in higher education institutions, reaching 56% in the year 1981. Moreover, the excessive growth of the population and the increase in the uh, proportion of students seeking education in various types of study programs have uh, accelerated the growth, development, and diversity of these programs. In order to strengthen the link between education and training on the one hand and employment on the other hand, and since the, uh, since the early 1990s in states such as Oklahoma, Texas, Portland, Oregon, and Cambridge, there has been radical reforms in education that represent a new school uh, in, in education with its own features known as a school to work 
or school to career that soon spread to the rest of the U.S. These reforms have been driven by numerous state-level reports, all of which point to the widening gap widening gap between variables in the labor market, education, and training. Initially, the focus was placed on the youth who could not complete their undergraduate studies, but the goals were broadened to include preparing all the youth to work and meet their future life requirements. The system integrates the academic study with a study based on the labor market needs rather than separating between them. Before the emergence of the school, the transition from school to work meant getting a stable job in a particular profession, industry, or company. These are the conditions that were the basis of applying the school-to-work system, but at the moment, the employment became unstable and the boundaries between occupations became fate, uh, became uh, fate or, or faded, and most of the available jobs are expected uh, and the employers themselves became more flexible in response to the rapid flow of information in the labor market and the capital movement. Therefore, work has uh, become more dependent on continuing education. The objectives of the school-to-work education system are as follows. The school-to-work system prepares and develops manpower and is based on existing study programs. It is a multi-stakeholder partnership system in the business, industry, education, government, and other sectors. This system provides students with the following. Education appropriate to their actual needs, skills compatible with work standards, authorization to practice the profession based on the standards set by the labor market, the need for this type of education stems from the need for this type of education stems from the following considerations students are graduating students are graduating from school and do not have the skills to succeed in the modern competitive economy youth unemployment is high employers do not find their needs in skilled labor the uh, demand for unskilled labor is constantly decreasing there is no integration education system that transfers students from school to work based on the needs of a particular job or pursue education and training. The school to work system works to de develop local partnerships between the labor, industry, education and training uh, sectors, workers, the governmental or the government and others. Uh, it uh, connects between education and work and the elimination of barriers between mental and manual activity, head, hand, knowledge, work, theory, application, academic, vocational, school, and work. The system consists of three main components. One, school-based learning, which consists of A, education and training in the classroom based on high academic and professional skills according to standards determined by the labor market, B, awareness programs of the profession and programs to explore the professional tendencies and students' guidance, uh, C, choosing the career path for students starting from grade 11, uh, Two, work-based learning. This element is char characterized by the following. A, occupational training at the work site to be coordinated with school-based learning. Uh, B, occupational training is designed to meet skills based on industry needs according to the standards uh, of the National Authority for Skills 
standards. C. Occupational training is also designed to meet the general capabilities needed by the labor market, such as the positive approach towards employment, employment assistance skills, and team work skills. The school-to-work system is not a system of education reform at the high school level, but higher education plays a central role. Without the involvement of higher education, this type of education will not succeed in achieving its goals. This is because the education requirements for employment in the labor market have become high, and the graduates of colleges are the most fortunate in getting jobs and with better benefits than of high school graduates. Uh, This system has been implemented in the two-year college system. The interest in the system stems from the following elements. (coughs) Many of the technical skills required to be available in the future employment can be acquired from the two-year system of the educational institutions. The proportion of employment that has acquired a degree of education at the college level is constantly increasing. Students (coughs) <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> students who receive high grades from the two-year colleges in advanced technical fields are able to enroll directly in high-paying jobs with a good career prospects. Two-year colleges provide an opportunity for students who do not wish to continue studying after secondary school to get university degrees, despite the significant role that the two-year college or colleges or community colleges can play in preparing the youth for the labor market. Despite the efforts of these colleges to attract the youth to join them, there (coughs) are many obstacles that stand in the way of achieving what they are aiming for. One of the difficulties is the way in which school-to-work programs, which are sometimes loose and interrelated, are offered to provide an integrated program. Uh, Most program managers are part-time professors, adding to that the kind of inferior social perception towards everything that is directly related to vocational work uh, compared to the social perspective associated with academic university education. Most parents do not want to enroll their children in the two-year system colleges, and most of the students who enroll in them consider it a transition period that enables them to move to the four-year college system. Some colleges try the two-year system in the U.S. to attract as many high school students as possible to enroll in their programs through what they call applied academic courses such as mathematics and science courses. These courses uh, teach scientific content and use questions and experiences from the actual work. Many education institutions of the four-year system do not recognize these courses if if the students want to join them after completing their studies in the college, which means that they will face problems in the admission or they have to register uh, for additional courses when accepted. The state of South California has therefore promulgated a law requiring higher education institutions to recognize applied academic courses and that they meet the admission requirements and if not recognized, provide justifications for that. Many efforts are being made in many parts of the U.S. to gain recognition of the academic level of graduates of the two-year system colleges, such as community colleges, by education institutions of the four-year system. It may therefore be appropriate to review one of the 
efforts exerted in the U.S. to obtain this recognition, which is led by John Hopkins University and five community colleges. The university and five colleges are working to ensure that the degree obtained by the students from community colleges is recognized by the employers from areas that may be thousands of miles away from the college site. This effort is supported by a number of institutions such as the National Science Foundation. With such support, some employers in the manufacturing sector and specialists from the faculty members of the community colleges, for example, design a two-year program to receive immediate university degree in high-performance manufacturing. This cooperation between educational institutions and labor market institutions leads to rapid recruitment of the outputs of educational institutions and accepting them for the jobs available in the labor market. The, the aim of the program is to provide the students with extensive essential competencies that continue with them in their professional life wherever or whenever whenever technology develops at work sites. This is the so-called the concept of lifelong learning in the sense that this program works to equip the students with the competencies necessary to enable them to learn through self-reliance and adapt their acquired abilities to the rapid developments in the labor market. In doing so, the young people train uh, in doing so, the young people retain their job, and through these competencies, they can achieve their professional development goals. The curriculum <coughs> includes eight weeks of work-based learning, while the theoretical part of the program remains constant in all college or colleges and has an academic level that qualifies students to continue to study and obtain a bachelor's degree. Every community college has to work with a local university for a successful program. This is another issue that should be discussed, which is to allow graduates of technical colleges and community colleges to complete their undergraduate studies as well as uh, postgraduate studies. While modern schools encourage the youth to do so, we note that most Arab countries do not help the students and have a different concept. It is that students from technical colleges and community colleges do not have the right to complete a bachelor's degree by claiming that the labor market needs graduates with moderate competencies, which causes reluctance for the youth to enroll in these colleges. We can say that the importance of linking education to work lies in that the acquired competencies of educational outputs are in line with the job needs that will be assigned to them and are one of the most important issues that occupy education professionals in the U.S. Hence, work-based learning is the educational programs used to portray work sites as places to educate students on the knowledge acquired by them in their educational institutions. Moreover, work-based learning uh, has formal study plans that directly link the work of students at work sites with their career goals. In many cases, the experiences acquired by the student at the work sites have corresponding credit to hours of the student study plan in the college. This means that although the educational uh, process belongs to work sites, it remains the responsibility of education institutions, not uh, employers. Students are not given material incentives uh, by employers except in some programs, including health ones. The situation relieves <coughs> the huge uh, burden placed on uh, educational, <coughs> educational institutions. 
On the one hand, this type of education may make students more understanding of the kind of skills required by their future jobs and provides them with personal skills such as the ability to communicate, understand and collaborate with colleagues and the ability to work in a team. There is no doubt that these skills are important for the graduates and students may not be able to acquire them on study benches without interacting with actual work sites during the study. Work-based learning programs also have a better chance for students in terms of in terms of counseling and career exploration compared to traditional academic programs where the students rely on academic counseling received by members of the of the teaching staff in the educational institution only. Work-based learning programs increase students' academic motivation and increase their awareness of career opportunities after graduation. Uh, this leads us to the premise that if employers do not play a significant role in the implementation of this type of education, the possibility of expanding will become questionable since there is no doubt the most supportive entities for work-based learning are the beneficiaries of its results such as employers. Those with a negative point of view towards this type of learning Uh, and consider it a weak alternative to the traditional curriculum. Some of them feel that it represents a threat to their goals and interests such as uh, parents and laborer. This is confirmed by the routine view of this type of education. (coughs) One of the most important barriers to the growth and expansion of work-based learning is the lack of knowledge of this type of learning and the lack of interest in it, especially among employers. There are other barriers that have a negative impact, such as the lack of interest of such uh, of some of some educational institutions toward this type of education, and some problems related to the curricula and the unfamiliarity of some members of the educational institution with the obstacles facing successful work-based learning. <coughs> To emphasize the importance of relationship between education and the labor market requirements and that the learning process should not stop at the completion of the school phase but lasts for life, the establishment of a research center on the relationship between education and work has been considered center for research on education and work at the University of Berkeley. The proposal to establish the center... (coughs) uh, (coughs) The proposal... Sorry, the proposal to establish the center stated that work-related or work-based learning, despite its importance, is a neglected area of research. Human beings spend 15 to 20 years at school. This means that a large part of what they learn is on, on duty. Furthermore, employers invest huge sums of money in the preparation and development of human resources. Nevertheless, research directed towards education at schools greatly outweighs those researches directed to work-based learning. The center aims to conduct research in the field of education in various fields related to the labor market, such as workshops, production places in factories, offices, as well as the schools themselves. The proposal states that there is much evidence to confirm that the employment world is constantly changing and that this change affects the methods of selecting and acquiring jobs how the employees performs their functions and the relationship between the employees, uh, the employers and their colleagues. Officials in educational institutions should therefore manage these changes in order to provide workers who are able to respond to these variables and deal with them. 
From what has been reviewed, it is clear that education reform procedures in the U.S. revolve around three main elements, the integration of vocational and academic education, linking school to the labor market, linking school to the labor market, interest in secondary education, and linking its curricula to practical reality. To implement these reforms, special attention has been given to developing a new partnership with the labor market, the planning of integrated approaches, integrated curriculum, and the professional development of educational authority members. Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah. That's the end of this part uh, in page 152. To continue.